could, I think it would be a lot easier for people to understand branding if they replace the word branding with the word feeling. Because mm. that's really what it is. Like, right. what, is your, what is your company's feeling? As a B2B marketer, it can be hard to promote a specialized product or service in the marketplace. I wanted to make that easier for marketers like you and me. So each week, I interview thought-leading CMOs and CEOs to find out what's true and what's not about B2B marketing. My name is Ray Smith, and this is B2B Growth Hacks, a podcast powered by Speakerbox Media. This week, I'm joined by Adam Faust, a partner at 5plus8, a creative agency built around design, writing, and killer conceptual work. On today's show, we talk all about rebranding, which is a hot topic right now. As many legacy brands begin to redefine their voice, look, and feel in an ever-changing digital landscape. At 5plus8, how do you guys walk a client through the rebranding process? Yeah, we have a really specific system, you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that you know, it takes time as you grow. And I learned from another shout out to, to another mentor, Cindy Marion, who started MMI, mm-hmm. which is like now a national agency and they're right here in houston they do a great job but she was the one who really pushed me to like you know clearly define how you have a plan uh mm-hmm. when it comes to the the rebrand it can't mm-hmm. be you can't be like oh well we, we're gonna do this we're gonna do that mm-hmm. and like it's got to be super hyper defined mm-hmm. and you've got to figure out what works best for your agency mm-hmm. and so we, we worked really hard to do that and mm-hmm. there's really three clear phases that we we take clients through and the first phase is a discovery phase where we you know we discover we learn about them right we ask questions we do interviews we do surveys Mm -hmm. uh we get customer feedback do online research competitive Mm -hmm. analysis all that Mm -hmm. stuff basically figure out like this is what you know what do you think your brand is okay you think your brand is you know innovative and exciting and revolutionary well you may be saying that and that may be written on the walls of your office but is that is that the reality is that what customers are saying is that what the internal team is saying mm-hmm. is that what vendors are saying um and so we find out that and so there's a lot of what we do that kind of can can bleed over into like business consulting it's uncomfortable it's their company or their organization and they feel like they know it and then when it comes back in the surveys or interviews or people are saying we're not innovative we're not revolutionary we're stagnant or whatever so that can be uncomfortable but but it's but it's, you know it's healthy and it's good to know that and that's why it's a rebrand because you're trying to get get to figure out who the heck you are and, and where you're going mm-hmm. so we go through all that process and, and and hopefully you know we were able to get some good information and and move to this next process which is the, the messaging the messaging strategy so basically okay. that's all about starting at the core stuff you know if they don't have values or a company, a vision, mission, all that good stuff that you hear all about. If they don't have it, we'll help them create it because really, yeah. So, yeah. so, and and do you see that a lot? At yeah, the, the companies just don't don't have that stuff. Right a lot there. of companies don't have it at all. Mm-hmm. And one question in our, I asked, well, we ask in in our survey, it's a two part question. The first question is, uh, do you does your company have values? Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, do you know them? Mm-hmm. And that one's mm-hmm. really important because nobody knows them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's super lost is like everyone says you need a vision statement, you need a mission statement, you need values. And I think you do as a company. But if you, your employees don't know them, your team members don't know them, then they're then they then you don't have values. Mm-hmm. Because even if they're not written on the wall, if they can't if they don't feel something, 
you know, is valued at, at the organization they work in, then, then you, frankly, then you don't have them. And, and that's super huge. You know, that's super. You said you just said it doesn't even exist, even though you've written it down on paper. Yeah, if no matter. one knows about it, it mm. doesn't even exist. If you're if you're not creating a culture around those values and letting people know those. Values. I bet if you asked every single person that you had on this podcast, you know, it'd be a good LinkedIn question mm. or something where a poll or something. Like, do you know your company's values or do you know your company's mission statement? I mean, there's no way they do. Mm. There's no way they do. And so one of the things we try to work, you know, there's a lot of people that do what we do and, and a lot of people that do it really well. What we try to differentiate ourselves is like, how do we help companies with their, whether it's their values or their mission, like make it memorable so mm -hmm. that, and, and simple enough mm -hmm. to where people can actually recite it and like look back at it and be like, what am I doing here? Why do mm -hmm. I work here? What's the point of this whole mm -hmm. thing? I mean, I mm -hmm. literally, and I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying this. I literally posted hours today on mm -hmm. our group chat mm -hmm. i said hey guys just a reminder this is what they are really yeah because that's the that's so Im important mm. that not only are they people reminded of what your values are and what your mission is is that is that you as a leader are telling them constantly mm. like because otherwise they don't think it matters to you either. And i was gonna say I, I think you're just by doing that you're saying hey this is important this is really important <laughs> you know yeah so much that i'm, I'm messaging yeah this you like, know our visions and, and and it's so simple that they i bet i bet not i bet everyone doesn't but i bet half the people on my team know that or, or maybe over half that like our vision for our company is to be the best small agency okay. period I love that. That's it. The it, it doesn't have to be complex. I think that's what people think. Because if it's complex, then they can't remember it. Right. It can't be to be the most innovative leader in graphic design technology. <laughs> blah, 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 like then no one's going right. to be able to remember that. Like alma mater. So like, like <laughs> our vision, our future is like, we want to be the best small agency. So discovery, messaging, and then third is the expression or the execution, which is basically the, the visual execution of all the things we've learned. Okay. Um, so the, the, the logo, the colors, all the pieces that come out of that. So we'll, we literally would like, you know, if we rebranded you guys, we would mm -hmm. hand you, we'd agree on the deliverables ahead of time, but we would hand you a homepage design on your website, uh, a bunch of social media assets. Um, it could be merchandise. It could be any, any physical representation of the brand that you would ever need going forward so that you could take it and run with it and and you know a lot of people we work with have internal design teams that mm -hmm. you know are swamped and and so but we give them this brand guide this these blueprints that they can go and say oh cool so mm -hmm. all our social media posts should have you know people in them mm. as like a as like a brand you know mm. kind of a pillar like so you have some guidelines you just don't throw your clients out there and tell them figure it out you have like processes and systems that you guys put in place to yeah. kind of make this easier on them and some and, and it's really cool when clients actually follow them oh, it, yeah. it's it's actually pretty rare too but we have <laughs> we have one client that i'll call out called um Tachis, and they're uh -huh. a fiber optic company out in um kind of north north houston uh -huh. and they have done such a good job of of following the brand guides that we gave them mm -hmm. and they post they used to you know do a lot of like what a lot of people do on on social media is post graphics and mm -hmm. flyers and information stuff that just it just is not meant for social media mm -hmm. there's a place for it but it's not social media and they mm -hmm. were using trying to use social media as a sales tool mm -hmm. when really that's 
it's it's not that and so we we kind of coached him up and showed him what we thought and now they just really have take, taken it and run with it and done just done a remarkable job of highlighting their people highlighting you know what they do but doing it in a way that's appropriate for each platform mm. oh it's cool it's fun when that happens see and i think people get design confused with branding mm -hmm, what sure. you're describing here is beyond just design yeah for sure design is under branding yeah you know technically yeah, for sure because you're helping them develop a whole brand around themselves not just a design but you're making them think through oh we got to think through our mission statement and that informs right everything that they do not just uh, i'm thinking you know in the logo but just in all their branding and their marketing you talked about social media uh -huh. and how it wasn't a sale it, it shouldn't just be a straight sales tool no you know yeah I think it would be a lot easier for people to understand branding if they replace the word branding with the word feeling because mm. <laughs> that's really what it is like right. what is your what is your company's feeling like oh. what is the feel right like, how is it supposed to feel because yeah. that then you then you realize that branding is about the way that your receptionist answers the phone it's the way that mm. your place the office smells mm -hmm. you know like that's yeah. that's branding right because it's all it's all tied all together. senses yeah you it know? really really is think and about so all five senses and, and it's hard to define right and and that's why some people are like branding like it's all <laughs> ooey gooey and it, it totally totally is and so yeah. um yeah yeah that's how i would think it think about it that's that's mm -hmm. pretty much the process okay yeah okay so jumping back to mm -hmm. the discovery side mm -hmm. of things um so if you can just kind of break that down and walk me through what discovery kind of looks like mm -hmm. at five plus eight well i think you find out what they have and what they don't have okay you know and so everybody's different some mm -hmm. people are like come to you with a totally blank slate or maybe they're starting a company mm -hmm. you know maybe it's not a rebrand maybe it's a a, a a brand new brand so if they're starting with nothing then you kind of have to start there and and that really is is really fun mm. you know because that's that's creating something from nothing mm -hmm. which is a blast um mm. but you just got to really um work on finding out who who the the, the people are and okay. so whether that's the one you know sometimes it's one person who's starting a company sometimes it's you know a partnership or it's a whole a whole group of people mm -hmm. um and so really i think the the most valuable thing i mean there's surveys and research and everything but the most valuable is is like this is is interviews okay. and conversations okay. and asking them uh, you know why are you doing this quick question yeah. do, do you typically send your clients a form or or a combination of a form and an interview mm -hmm. what what yeah. what would you say to that because i feel like a lot of you know agencies in general are getting a little bit less humanized yeah and they're sending out forms and you know paperwork and it's mm -hmm. throwing more onto the client what, what's your yeah that's a good that's a really good question i'm i'm pretty i try to be really careful with that okay um because we all, I think we're all getting more forms and surveys more and more, and they're really time consuming and and can be stressful. And you want to give really good answers, but also your brain just can't get in that space sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really critical that you think about it from their perspective. That this is not their full time job. Mm -hmm. That this is an extra thing that this is being added to all their plates. So our, I don't think any of our surveys are more than ten questions. And they're all, I would describe them as very answerable, mm -hmm. you know? So we don't ask questions like, 
what does your brand represent? We try to not make them feel like they have to write um, a paragraph to describe something. Like one of the best questions I think that we ask, if your company had a billboard, what would it say? Mm. You know, so then it's a little more tangible and a little more like you can say like, oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, it's got to probably be, you know, eight words or less or, you know, you want to keep it short. And um, and then you find out, like they say, you know, the most innovative, you know, fiber optic company or the the most fun dog sitting company. You know what I mean? So Mm. so try to give them things that are very like bite side. And then and then and then. Also, the number one thing, though, is the conversations that you have, those early conversations you have with them, because that's when they're excited and you're excited and and you're thinking big picture and, and how you want to, you know, be this change in the world or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So I think getting those kind of capturing those conversations mm-hmm. really well. And, mm-hmm. and then some of the designers, they always complain about how clients say, well, I'll know it when I see it. Or like, you know, can you just show me? Designers get really upset because they're like, well, that's kind of a hard ask. But I, I, pre- I actually go the opposite way and I push our designers and I say, listen, that's, that's exactly what our job is. Mm-hmm. Our, our job is for them to express a feeling or an emotion mm-hmm. and us to visually communicate that. That's our job. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard job. Right. It's a hard job. But it if is. you're really, that's why they're really good ones are you know who they are because they're like counselors like you're helping them for sure (laughs) you're really making them dig deep and it's a great feeling when someone says you got it that's that's it that's it and they couldn't even articulate no idea but i think you i think what you hit on there is the feeling part of it for sure you know and it ties back into uh what a brand is replacing the word with a feeling yeah right so you go through the process and you talk about feelings and what does this evoke for you and things like that right yeah yeah and that's why when we show them you know it's a cliche to say well you know a logo isn't a brand but it's true and and that's why like we over the years we've gotten a lot better at you know when we first started mm-hmm. we do a logo project and 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 we would just send them logos mm. and 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 i thought what's what they asked for i'm going to design logos and we're going to send them back and we had a much higher fail rate um, because we were making the client do a lot more work than i realized mm. and i didn't realize that i needed to show them inspiration beforehand to show show them other brands that got them excited and 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 maybe even as simple as like rather than showing someone a logo a plain logo you know showing it on a t-shirt makes a huge difference it makes it feel so much more real mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. and and whether that's that, like i could easily make the argument well that's the same thing it's just a logo on white opposed to a logo on a t-shirt what's the difference the difference is that it feels different, mm. you know? And I think they're visualizing For it sure. on, on, on their shirts, on their products. Exactly. Like that. You, we have, you know, as branders or our agencies, I think we forget that we have talent and the talent is to visualize and yeah. see things that aren't there. Yeah. So you got to help the client, right? See, see some of those things that are in our head. When we do start the, the design process, we do start with the black just black and white. Okay. We don't do any color at first. And the reason we don't do that is because we don't want them to get caught up in in a color because they might really like a logo, but it's yellow and then they can't move past that. I love that. Yeah, so, so we, we you do don't start in black and white. Give them too much all at once yeah. and then they're like, oh, I like this. They're thinking about but, the wrong but thing. But we also have, right. but what we didn't do in the past that we do now is we tell them, I had them, listen, these are black and white. Okay. These are not final. You are not gotcha. selecting your logo. I am. We are asking you to select a direction that is headed in the right 
direction. Like, or pick a logo that's headed in the right direction and pick a logos that are headed in the wrong direction. But like, the, you're not selecting a logo first. Now, back in the day, you know, I would just send them logos and be like, pick, pick which one you like. Because mm-hmm. I could see where they were going to go. Right. But they couldn't and mm-hmm. they shouldn't. That wasn't there. So I was asking them to do too much work. And I think that was, that was a mistake on our part. And about it's a really fun process. I'm, I'm still really having a lot of fun doing it. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So you had talked about messaging as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about messaging and, mm-hmm. and even what messaging means <clears throat> to you. Mm-hmm. I think that messaging is obviously it's always been important, but under messaging is, is one of the things that we do is called voice. Okay. Now I talked about, you know, having the mission and the vision and the values and that's all you know the foundational part of a brand but the voice i think is the most interesting one today because it's become hyper relevant mm-hmm. um with the with social media mm-hmm. and every other form of media that's out there now like what your brand sounds like is getting just more and more important mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. if you've got if you've got Back in the day, you know, you, you, let's say you had 20 employees. Um, they didn't have, you didn't really have 20 different voices. Mm-hmm. You know, you had, you, they didn't have a voice in the world mm-hmm. the way they do now. Mm-hmm. And so if you want, let's say on LinkedIn and you're a, you know, you're a B2B company and you've got these, you know, this, like let's you have the sales force, you know, mm-hmm. or in marketing and anybody really mm-hmm. that's on LinkedIn, like how should they be talking about your company? Mm. How should your posts about your company sound? Are you, are you, uh, you know, knowledgeable and wise? Are you, you know, funny and quirky? Are you compassionate and mm-hmm. sensitive? Mm-hmm. Um, but the brand, just like anything else, like needs to have a, a clear voice. Mm-hmm. And, and then not just when they're putting content out there, but when they're which is which is really the interesting thing that's happening now is how do how do you comment how do you interact mm. because if I want to go on to another brand's page as five plus eight I don't want to sound like Adam mm-hmm. although to be fair it's pretty pretty thin yeah, line yeah, between, yeah, right, right. between so Adam true, and five so plus true. eight but you know that's how it goes so so that's what makes it really tricky really hard for um, for brands that that don't. They don't know what their voice is, mm. which is most, which is probably ninety-five percent of them. Yeah. Um, and and what happens is what I call is then they default to social media voice, okay. which is just which is just what you, we all hear on social media, which is like, "Hey, love this, you know, keep it up, right? Good job, you right. know, right? Uh, throwback Thursday, just like just generic." social media voice because they don't know what to say mm-hmm. and, and and if you don't it's like if you don't have a voice then defined then you're just going to default to like the safest option mm. so true i think and people want to sound professional you know yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing it's like i want to sound professional but um but you're saying you know you need to kind of develop your messaging as in your voice yeah on social media who you are yeah i mean it's just like for us like i i've I've really embraced LinkedIn a lot and I've gone, I've intentionally been really casual on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and, and that's intentional because our brand is really casual Mm -hmm. and it's really like, you know, approachable and, and a little bit, you know, kind of tongue in cheek and fun, but, but it, it, I think it's effective on LinkedIn because it cuts through all the, 
just like you said, just the people just sounding professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we are, you can be professional and, and laid back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can be a pro and, and speak like a person mm-hmm. and you don't have to speak in like LinkedIn voice. Right. Um, right. Right. So I think, you know, unless you do need to speak a LinkedIn voice, unless you're, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lawyer or you, or you have a very specific thing that, you know, a, a role that needs to right. have that kind of voice, that's fine. That's great. But right. if you don't, it's a great, it's a huge advantage right. to, to sound different, yeah. to differentiate yourself. Couldn't agree more. So, man, you had dropped some game before this interview about taglines. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just want to circle back around to that because like some of the taglines you guys come up with are just, I mean, so simple, mm-hmm. but just so brilliant at the same time. So I kind of <laughs> wanted to sit down and, and kind of dissect that and see like what really what goes into creating these taglines, because I'm sure it's not just maybe it is you just shoot from the hip and it comes. But what, what do you how does it how's the process look for that? Um, yeah, that's really yeah, that's a great question. It's 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 really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taglines are really difficult. Um and uh, yeah, I, I don't think that, I think it comes from, you know, obviously really knowing the brand mm-hmm. um, and the voice and, and, and the audience and, and the tagline needs to resonate with those people really, really um, just like it needs to feel like, like, like it's not a tagline, you know, it just needs to feel like it's, it's just part of part of the name you know almost you know like like just do it you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's so closely tied that you wouldn't even you don't even hear it really because it's just it's just another level of nike's brand Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. so yeah it really it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of elimination uh you you really have to focus on every 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 word Mm. has to be so essential and so carefully chosen um, and so, yeah, I, I think it just takes, it takes time, takes conversations and then it takes a lot of time to take selling the client. I mean, one of the ones that I remember really well is, uh, Southern stars, mm-hmm. which is beer for people who like beer, <laughs> which is, which is one that like, when we came up with it, I had the email, I, I mean, the, the email that went along with that pitch, yeah. uh, because I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to tell him in person because I was afraid he was going to just laugh at me. Um, and I, so I wrote him this like super long, thoughtful email about why I went like full like Don Draper, but like I wasn't, I wasn't ballsy enough to like actually do it in person right. like Don Draper would. <laughs> so I had a like full on email that was like, this is the tagline. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no other tagline. Yeah. And then here are the five reasons why. Um, and when you're pitching something that's like obviously kind of like funny or or tongue in cheek or almost a little bit stupid sounding, mm. um, and, and and taking it super, you still have to take it really really seriously, oh, yeah. you know, because they they don't want you to think that you're, you know, just like trying to make a cheeky tagline, you know, right. And so for Southern Star, the reason that that was so important was that I knew everything about them, and at this point, so just like a quick backstory, they're they're in this really tricky position right now in the craft beer world because you've got just in Houston alone, you've got Carbach and St. Arnold's who are like the top, the top big dogs in this market. Mm -hmm. And then you've got just so many tiny ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Carbach and St. Arnold's can, 
can spend a lot more than than we can and then little ones don't need as much market share um and there's only a few in this kind of middle 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 of the road kind of area and space and so we really needed to brand give them a brand that that resonated with their audience really really well and so to kind of the the positioning of this was let's let's they're, they, they, so Bombshell Blonde, mm -hmm. you said it, and mm -hmm. everyone says it. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It's such a great mm -hmm. thing. But everyone says that's like, oh, that's the first craft beer I remember having. Yeah. And Bombshell Blonde is their kind of their flagship beer, and it's it's like a gateway beer, right? It's the beer that people have the first time they kind of go away from Bud Light or whatever and try it. And so since that's their flagship beer, and since the craft beer thing has gotten so just oversaturated mm -hmm. and obnoxious. We kind of wanted to go a different direction. So rather than embracing this whole like, I mean, I, Buffalo Bayou is is in this kind of similar size of Southern Star, mm -hmm. and there's like most creative brewery, which I'm not making fun of that. Not, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, My yeah, point yeah. is that like we wanted to be the opposite. We wanted to em embrace the people, the everyday man mm. uh, who just wants to have a good beer, yeah. but also like wants a good beer, right? You know, and so the line between like not being like overly crafty. Mm -hmm. um, but also like not pretending that it's not like great beer because they make fantastic beer too. Yeah. So, right. and having some fun. Mm. So you got to do all those things in the line, mm -hmm. right? And not take yourself too seriously. Like if you go to there, I mean, so their, their voices laid back, chill, have fun, not take themselves too seriously, but still be really serious about beer. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to kind of come up with a, a line that is easy and memorable in a, you know, in five, six words. At this part of the interview, I like to ask people about what resources maybe have helped you, whether that's a book, sure, you know, documentary, anything. But I also wanted to key on, you, you mentioned a lot of mentors here. Mm -hmm. And if you could speak to that as well, what, who have been the mentors that have impacted you and helped you along the way here? My dad's always, my dad for sure, number one, has always been amazing and always mm -hmm. believed in me and mm -hmm. always been a sounding board for decision-making. And, and and like I mentioned, Brenda Love has been amazing. Uh, you know, she's an agency owner, mm -hmm. and Cindy Marion was an agency owner uh, who did who, who's who's who, who I didn't know and never worked with, and mm -hmm. literally just re reached out on uh, LinkedIn one day and was like, I should probably talk to like someone who's done this and wow. and you know she's the most like unassuming woman you'd ever meet you'd think she was just like just some nice lady right. and she's like this total badass who built this yeah. giant agency that she not only did she start it but she sold it she's Gosh. so so she's like just walked away like just awesome and she just meets me for coffee whenever i want and talks me through things and um and I think uh, she recently wrote a recommendation for me for something. And, and she put in a recommendation. She's like, you know, Adam asked and, and then followed through with it. And that's all it took. Like nobody asks. Mm. And it's, so it's like, here's this woman who's just like a wealth of information and so smart and so kind. She's like adopted two kids. She's just like one of those super people, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, she's just sitting around hanging out, retired. Like she could help you right. if you asked her. You and asked. Um, and I get people, I get people all the time uh, who email us for jobs and stuff. And I'm super like um, willing to help and give feedback and yeah. talk to them. And a lot of people can attest to this that I, I reply to every email I get mm -hmm. uh, from young designers and um half of them don't even reply to me that's crazy and they're just like yeah, yeah that's fine. 
So, I mean, I know that's part of that thing, just being young and, and, yeah. and just, you just like, don't know what you don't know. Right. I and you I, think you know everything you until do you think don't. You know everything. Like, oh crap. I didn't know anything. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. I remember my dad was always telling me, you need to go on informational interviews and informational interviews. I was like, why am I going to do that? I just want to get a job. Like, see if you can meet with somebody with no agenda. Yeah. Say, no hey, agenda. listen, I know you may not be hiring or anything, but I respect you. And I could, because in reality, those don't, those turn into real interviews eventually, mm. you know? And, and, uh, if you have the, the foresight to like, be like, well, now I tell people this all the time. Once I have a, when I have a one conversation with a kid who's like, Hey man, mm. would you ever like, just talk to me about how you got this and whatever and this, I'm like, sure, man. And then we'll talk for 30 minutes on zoom or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, listen, here's what's cool about what just happened. I'm now your contact. <laughs> right boom. like yeah. boom like now i'm your contact <laughs> yeah. and now even though i barely know you i'll probably recommend you for an internship or a job or exactly. if we're hiring like like you just made a contact and and it and you could right. do this with you could do this with half the agency owners in in houston or or whatever job it is you do frankly and you could just make all these contacts and then now you're you're actually connected with these people well thank you so much again man for coming out this was a great convo how can people get a hold of you anybody can get a hold of us at, on uh, any one of our social media channels we try to stay pretty active um, our website's five plus eight.com my email is adam at five plus eight.com every one of my teams is just their first name at five plus eight.com uh -huh. there's nowhere to hide anymore you can't you we, you should want to be found and we definitely want to be found on all these platforms and talk to young designers, talk to new clients, of course. And, and just like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of B2B Growth Hacks. Considering you made it this far, we'd love to hear your feedback. So be sure to leave us a rating and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice to keep up to date on the latest episodes, news, and updates. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time on B2B Growth Hacks.